I'm Zach and I hit bongs like it's a theme song. I'm Ben and I'm uh, transitioning like life in a good way, I guess. Okay. (laughs) 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 No, we'll just leave that without context. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm outside in the backyard this week. Well, you're making me jealous because as always, I'm in my kitchen. (laughs) Closer to the fridge. True. But I'd like to be outside. That sounds pleasant. I have a fan on and stuff. one of those like uh, muggy humid days here yeah yeah i'm glad it wasn't like that last week because that really sours a theme park visit when you're like sweaty as fuck and like you smell i think what's the worst thing is like it's a i did the math on this actually when we were riding superman um what is it? So, how many cycles do you think Superman dispatches a day? Like, in an hour? Uh, 20, 20 to 30. So, like, 25, and they're open for 10 hours. I gotta ask you, side side question real quick. Yeah. Were the restraints moist? They're always moist, though. Like, so think about it this way. 250 different people sit in a B&M flyer seat per day. And that's like, um, you know, full body sweat contact. So like when you get off of that ride, you're carrying like 250 people's worth of sweat on your clothes, which is why you should always shower after visiting a theme park. I would also go so far as to say, maybe try to wear a poncho. On the B&M flying coasters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it's not even raining. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing about COVID I kind of wish we would have kept, even though the, well, the capacity takes a hit. But thing is, is like, they don't. Okay, so it's not Six Flags protocol to hose down trains, right? Not anymore. So they used to at the end of the night? No, I mean, only during COVID was that ever really a thing that I knew of. Oh, okay. So roller coaster trains never get washed? Not that I know of. I mean, Uh they get disassembled during the winter, you know, so maybe then. (laughs) It's really gross to think about, actually. Like how, many farts, how many farts do you think the average coaster seat absorbs in a season? Especially the B&M ones because they have those foam pads. Or um, actually those GCI trains <clears throat> are like legitimate upholstered like couch cushions. Those probably hold a lot of farts. 
I bet, dude. Ugh. And then it rains, and then like the water gets inside of it. You know that uh, that distinct like hissing, bubbling sound when you sit down on a on like a <laughs> on like a, a train seat, and it's like yes. <laughs> and then when you stand back up, it's like. so fucking disgusting (laughs) it's like there's all sorts of fucking swunt up in there I could see like some vice article being like the average roller coaster seat has like on average three grams of urine (laughs) like per seat per every thousand riders (laughs) Yikes. How much fecal matter is is on the seats? Oh, probably tons. Like, well, that's like what they always say. Like, you know, like, the, like for every iPhone, there's like three different people's fecal matter in it, on it, or whatever. Like, uh, I bet there's a lot on seats. I get like, especially, um, especially on like hot, like hot days. That's what always grosses me out is like when it's really, really hot and people are just sweating. Ugh. Right. And there's like fucking teenagers and preteens running around the park. Yeah. And like, I don't know, man. 12 year old boys don't have the best hygiene. No. So it's kind of alarming. Well, if you need a shower, you just ride the water ride. That's how you get E. coli. <laughs> there was a period in time on coaster trips. I'd always ride the log flume, ride the log flume as like a way to like kind of rinse off. But it usually does the opposite, I think. I was going to say that makes things way worse. Yeah, especially hair, like hair. Yeah, because the water in water rides is disgusting. Yeah. It's like pool water with machine jizz in it. Well, it's like imagine like a like a Motel 6 pool that has an algae bloom and has been stagnant like all winter. And that's basically what water ride water is. You could have stopped at a Motel 6 pool. (laughs) <laughs> we, we've all seen them <laughs> the but worst yeah, one no, I ever saw was Beach Bend Beach Bend they had those, that like carnival portable log flume oh, and yeah. the water was literally green they're like for safety reasons you must close your mouth <laughs> isn't that a real sign wouldn't surprise me it's like, do not scream on the water ride. Close mouth. Disgusting goggles will be provided. <laughs> and then everybody just gets pink eye. 
Yo, actually, pink eye is probably what scares me about water rides the most. Or like eye amoebas. Right? You just take a breath in at the wrong moment. Drop dead two days later. (laughs) Welcome back to your favorite coaster sucks. Where we will freak you out about some really mundane shit. Although a kid did die at Disney World because of a brain-eating amoeba. Yeah, but wasn't that in like a pond? No, dude. That was at River Country. The original water park. Oh, weird. Yeah, because it had fresh water. Okay. Which, you know, in Florida is a great idea. Go back to Florida pool. I'm so glad we can claim that as one of ours. (laughs) God, the Florida pool. So, uh, I hope all of you listened to our last episode because we were live in a fucking theater. Yeah, real theater. That was was fucking amazing. Yeah, that was a cool space. It, uh, yeah, it worked. It it just, yeah, that kind of a type of space works well for, uh, just for podcasting. It's also interesting to like have to face people and not just a wall. Definitely. No, that was probably like, I really enjoyed recording the live one at the cabin back in November, but this was a whole different experience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause that one felt like we were kind of just sitting at a party all kind of enjoying, which we were, and it was awesome. This one felt like we were, like, doing a live podcast. Yeah, right. Performing, in a way. I mean, that was really awesome. Now, um, our buddy Ribs, he, uh, he suggested that we should try to use that space to throw an alternative to uh, No Coaster. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, I mean... We'll have a huge collection of park brochures and piece of shockwave. I mean, you know what we could do is if you can be in town that weekend, we could time it so that that event starts like an hour after (laughs) No Coaster ends. (laughs) Yeah. No, that sounds good. I'm I'm up for it. Go to No Coaster, hand out flyers. Yeah. The flyers have to have like Yeah, if the flyers look good. Cause you know at least a couple people will show up. Yeah, it just we'll have to design it so it's like roller coaster podcast live recording, ten minutes from Great America. 
and put the Ace logo on it just to piss them off. <laughs> put the Golden Ticket logo on. It. <laughs> <laughs> although, if you, if you, although a way to get around it is you just put a Golden Ticket sticker on it, and then you can claim that someone else put the sticker on. Except now we said it on a podcast. Shit. <laughs> but no, that would be fun. Yeah. I like it. Could have the unofficial no coaster after party. <laughs> Well, the uh, meetup was fun. It was a good time to get out there. And and the episode, yeah, the episode turned out pretty good. So thanks for the audience participation, where I think we talked about Taco Bell, Mount Olympus. We did. <laughs> Taco Bell is... I don't know how it's so universal, but it definitely is. Yeah. Plus, uh, Taco Bell's and buffets. That's right. That's right. And you know what? Since we're on the topic, I want to say thank you to uh, our buddy John Ravel, um, slash the Belvedere Cinema Gallery for hosting us. Just worked out really great. Yeah, that was fun. I uh, I'd like to see a like it'd be fun to see like a band in there, like uh, like Tub Girl, right? Any band really? Like honestly, as soon as he's able to get that place open later in the evening, like yeah, I would love. It would have been great if we could have you know, watch the special or fuck, you know, I'll always throw a DJ set down. Yeah. But yeah, maybe we'll try to figure out a, uh, no coaster party. If you can make it into town. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the meetup was awesome. Surprisingly, I don't want to say light crowds, but unseasonably low crowds. It was very, uh, almost eerie and very telling. I think of the current economic times and just general, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's fucking weird. Park was like Friday was dead, dead. Like, I don't think I've seen the park that dead and, long like 10 plus years i mean even saturday was relatively slow yeah i mean that was just it it was like um there was still kind of that early morning busy wave at the gate but i don't know i guess i always remember from years past when you go on a saturday it's like you, you know, you get there at rope drop, you get it run into the park, you know, you ride like one thing. And then by the time you get off of your first ride, it seems like every line suddenly is like an hour long, you know, and, like, and everything is full. But 
yeah, when we were there, we were able to pretty much hit everything on the left side of the park before like 11, 15, 11, 30. Yeah, I know. Um, on Saturday morning, what was it? It was you, me, Lance, <clears throat> Josh. Yeah. And we did Dark Knight. Oh, and Julie. So Dark Knight, then Joker. And uh, Batman. No, V2, then Batman. Then I know everybody kind of needed a break. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that was like one hour. And then was, uh, yeah, Goliath. I don't think uh, Lance ever ended up making it to Eagle, unfortunately. But he got X-Flight, Bull, Viper, Wizard, Max Force. And Superman. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's a pretty good, pretty good Saturday. Yeah, everything except for the kitties and Eagle. Yeah. Which, I mean, for a Saturday <laughs> in summer, that's, yeah, that's really good. Um. Yeah, when we were there Friday, Friday, like, I think we got, so we, let's see, we started on Superman and then we did Joker, Batman, V2, and then we did Goliath twice and then we did X-Flight, Demon, and then we got off of, um, whatever the DC Rivals ride is. But I think we got off of that before like twelve thirty, so we basically did the whole park in like two hours. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, that's like just so weird that that's just the way it is at Great America now. Yeah. And then um. Just hearing about things that are going on at like Great Adventure and other things around the park. Um, although I will say, like certain, thi- I don't know, I don't know if this is just because I haven't been at the park in a while, but like certain things were better. Like um, the operations weren't as terrible as I would have expected. They seem to be about what I remember. Cleanliness was okay. Like. Things were mostly working. Landscaping is doing a great job. Yeah, the land that, that is one thing I noticed too. Landscaping looked good. Buildings and uh, facilities, infrastructure all looks well maintained and painted for the most part. Yeah. But that's not a great strategy to getting people to come into the park. Right, yeah. Well, maybe they're... Um, well, if this Salim guy leaves and they get another CEO, maybe he'll be more like the 2000, early 2000s leadership where they just build like... They'll just build like two brand new B&Ms in a single year. Honestly, I think 
they need like to just invest in like quality family rides for a few years. Yeah. And I don't necessarily mean the Kid Flash coaster. <laughs> Kids Flash. I mean, more things like Justice League, the dark ride, you know? Yeah. Big Bear Mountain Coasters. I mean, yeah. Oh, I was curious. I wonder how much that ride is. I mean, basically, the thinking is this, right? If they can diversify the ride lineups a little bit, I think they'd have a lot better time attracting families back in. Yeah. Like, honestly, a handful of dark rides would do a lot of good, I think. Or, um... Like, yeah, like chain, chain wide. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they were cloned at every park, like the Justice League one, mm-hmm. if they could add two more dark rides to every park over the next like five years, I think that would be a huge draw for a lot of families. Yeah, true. I mean, I also wonder what their whole... I mean, like, I wonder if the past thing makes a difference, too. Like, I don't know if families are, like, buying season passes or not. I don't know. Like, it's hard to say, because it doesn't... Attendance isn't great, so that's not really suggesting there's been great season pass sales. Yeah. And I guess when they talk about attendance, um, does that include how do they do you know how they count pass holders in that? Or is it like unique, unique visitors? I think it's just turnstile flips. Oh, okay. So everybody that comes in regardless of their admission type is one, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. So it's like attendance is down. And I mean, look, I'll give Salim a little bit of credit. The whole like rotating schedule of different festivals throughout the year is not a bad idea. Yeah. But it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, aside from an extra charge for food, what is there to really draw people back? You know what I mean? Right. I wonder if they could do kind of like a movie in the park sort of thing. (laughs) Remember Pictorium? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true.
I mean, look, I think what they need is like maybe to look at like trying to develop their parks in more of a destination type way. Right, yeah. Because it seems like that's kind of been the mindset of everybody since Mark Shapiro. Well, like uh, with, here's the good. Kieran Burke and, um, you know, that whole regime. It was like there's no two ways about it. It's these are thrill ride parks, you know? Yeah. But then Mark Shapiro and, well, maybe not so much Jim Reed Anderson, but Mark Shapiro for sure kind of set off this path of like, oh, we want to be these family destinations. And I think Salim's following that, where it's like, they want to make Disney money, but they're not trying to make Disney parks. Yeah. Well, so here is just an um, something I noticed after trying to bring my GP partner to a Six Flags park. Um, so we were in Gurney. F- like, we got there. We actually got there Thursday night. Um, and then we were in the park on Friday. And one thing that he kind of mentioned was just how there really wasn't anything to do in Gurney. And there really wasn't like, you know, we were there. So we were there for like three nights and there wasn't like an entertainment district. There was nothing to like walk to. There was nothing going on like after the park closed because the park closed at eight, you know, and like, we got dinner across the street, but I mean, that was kind of it. So if you want to make that Disney money, you have to have an opportunity for people to actually stay either like one or two nights around their visit, but you got to have something for them to do. And that's just not, that's never really been an option at a six flags park. Like I can't think of a six flags that has that set up. I mean, I guess you're right. Uh, was it Great Escape has the water park hotel? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but also, yeah, I guess Great Escape is kind of the anomaly because that one's already sort of like a, this seems to be sort of like a weekend getaway park for New York City. But yeah, I don't know. I guess like it's kind of a theme park problem in general, like other than nah, cause even Cedar point, I don't know. I guess like this is something I realized as I got older is that trying to and, like trying to stay at the park the night before and all that, like there's really just not that much to do at a lot of parks. And so you end up kind of driving around and giving money elsewhere to, you know, I don't know if like six flags just did a partnership with like, I don't know, two restaurants and two bars 
and built some kind of like entertainment complex that was walkable to the park. So that way it could well, even they, be utilized. They did own all that land across 94 that was going to be an entertainment complex, but the city, you know, wouldn't let them do it. Yeah. Yeah, they need to do something, though. Because it's kind of a missed opportunity. Not to mention it can just become a destination for anyone in the nearby town, Because especially if it's open year-round. I agree. You know, the other thing I think the parks themselves need, too, they'll take it in that direction. One sit-down restaurant. Yeah. Just one, but one decent quality full-service restaurant where you get seated by a server, you know, Yeah, and I always wonder if it if that type of thing works in the front of the park. But I mean when Marriott owned the park, I think the there's one of the the, the restaurants in Orleans place was like the signature restaurant. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. They did breakfast and shit. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. You definitely, like, for me, I'd be more inclined to want to hang around. That was a nice restaurant. Yeah. Well, even just kind of like a... Even just sort of like a brew pub thing that didn't feel like a did it didn't have the same like uh tint as six flags you know like it just like i don't know copy and paste that timmy o'toole's place but just inside six flags to where I mean, they you have know, jb's what's uh what's what what is that it's like a sports bar oh, okay is that in where is that in the park southwest Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's a good it's a good uh it's a good direction. And technically they have a beer garden there now. Right. Beer selection was shit, but hey, whatever. Yeah. It's like, do you want to pay fifteen bucks for a red stripe? No thanks. <laughs> yeah, they were really high. I mean, it was like, I mean, I guess yeah. I mean that that's higher than like Red Rocks beer prices, which to me is like my gauge of ripoff. Yeah, it's bad. And I guess I kind of get it. You don't want people getting fucked up in the Six Flags, but. That's what Fright Fest is for. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you know what else, though? No shows. That's really a bummer. 
Yeah, they were using up the marquee for pride. Right? It's like, okay, so where's the show at? <laughs> you are the show. You're on stage right now. <laughs> Sing a song, do a dance, but we're not paying you. But no, that's a bummer. Also, there's several stores that are just closed and vacant inside the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, other than, I mean, like, the only merch I can really remember seeing was the, was like the Superman... Um, Dark Knight souvenir stand. There's like three main stores that have merch. There's uh, flags up in the front. There's Thrill Gear next to Max Force. The eggs in a Max Force, you know. Yeah. And then there's um, what is it? X Gear by X Flight. Oh, right. X. -Gear. But then. There's like um, Trudy's Sweet Shop in Hometown Square is empty. And that takes up, you know, like three storefronts. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's empty now. The Emporium in Orleans is empty. Or no, it has merchandise in it, but it's been unopened for like two seasons now. Yeah. Oh, uh, that the arcade in Gotham City, DC Universe by Batman. That's been closed for a couple years now. Right. Yep. So it's that like, one and that one. Okay. Yeah. I guess it has been a couple years. I always forget about that one. That shit's just like a bummer. Yeah. No, definitely. Why does it feel like a dying city inside of Six Flags? <laughs> it kind of does. And it's, it's, I guess as long, it's one of those sad things too, where like, I guess going through all the memories of that place I have, like it's gone nothing but down despite there being improvements in some way. Like, um, even little things like remember in 2009 when they brought back the Marriott music on the midways. Yes. Like little things like that felt like it's like, Oh, they're like, you know, putting care into this. And now it's like pretty much for the last couple of years, it's been like the opposite direction. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't, it's like, it's just a bum. Oh, and that whole patio at snowshoe in, uh, Yukon. 
the patio. Um, is that is that wait the patio that's like that faces V two? Uh, no, that's kind of gone now. Oh, okay. It's over like near Goliath and Camp Cartoon. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's right. Mooseburger Lodge. Yeah. That whole area has been closed off this whole season. <clears throat> With nothing planned. No, they announced a barbecue place was going there. Okay. But part of the problem is shows are in that venue some of the time. And right. then another show is in that outdoor stage. So <laughs> it's like Grand yeah. Music Hall is closed and then that whole area is closed off. So it's like they're just like, no, we don't do shows anymore. Yeah. Huh. Man, they could do so much. They really could. You know what else they could do that would make some money? You know how they built an esports gaming space in uh, Fiesta, Texas? Oh, right, yeah. Do that, but make it fucking slot machines instead. So just like a casino? Yes. Yes. Like straight up, like, just like a ho-chunk? Yes, right in the park. <laughs> God, that would 3, change 000, the image. 3,000 square feet of air-conditioned gaming. <laughs> and the only part of Six Flags that it allows you to smoke. All right, the whole thing's a smoking area. And... <laughs> Well, they're not going to comp a drink inside. It is Six Flags, but the beer's like $5 instead of 15 Yeah. <laughs> no, that would actually be kind of funny. And like um, all the all the slot machines could just be roller coaster themed. I played a roller coaster themed slot when I was in Vegas last time. Is there... Um I feel like I've seen I feel like I've seen one before because they're all kind of the same. Like there's like there's like branded machines. I think you kind of see the same ones around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yo, Rhiannon and I went to the casino in Waukegan. Is that um? Which one is that? So it's actually a temporary one. So are the They're, machines on like card tables? No, no, no. There's carpet and everything, and it's like an airplane hanger, basically. Oh, weird. They're building it in Fountain Square. I mean, the real one. So they have the temporary one there. Yeah. cool if there's a casino there i guess but like i won't say it's small but there's something weird about like casinos that aren't in vegas you know right yeah no i I know what you mean that's like eric eric or uh you know i'll leave it as that we went to one in uh edmonton and uh 
it was like a rip every every first of all i don't know what it is about casinos in canada but their penny slots like they'll be like penny slots but it, you, your minimum bet is still like twelve dollars minimum per poll so <sighs> and that's like one line <laughs> so it's i don't know if that's just because it's canada and they like are kind of a nanny state with that type of stuff but like every time i've gone gambling in kiss in canada it's like you put in 60 bucks it's like pull 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 and you, make, you go up like a couple bucks and then like pull and you're like oh great uh i'm down I, i'm down to my like last four dollars <laughs> and then you gotta like cash out your four dollars you're like that was fun <laughs> yeah every time um, but anyway, yeah, like I know what you mean. Like, especially I went to a Caesar, I went to the Caesars in Windsor, Ontario, which is just across the street from Detroit or across the river from Detroit. And it was like the same thing. They had all these like pennies, they had a pen, like a penny slot room and it was the same shit. Oh my Meanwhile, God. On the Detroit side, you could smoke cigarettes in there and like, they didn't give you free drinks, but they did have free, like a, they had soda machines. Okay. They had them like, no matter what, there was one within like, I don't know, like 10 machines away. They were just all over. Um, so you were able to like slam soda and smoke cigarettes. Nice. Hey, yo, I gotta, I gotta run to the restroom real quick. Okay. Pause and come right back. So enjoy this ad everybody. All right, all right. Yeah, you know, I kind of remember the casino I went to in Missouri outside St. Louis had a similar thing where, like, they didn't have free drinks, but they had those soda machines mm-hmm. with, like, coffee, too. Yeah. And it's like, oh, so this is definitely a geriatrics casino. <laughs> I mean, those are the type of ca- type of the casinos that you hear about the people who bring diapers in and sit at a slot machine for sixteen hours. Yeah, because if you drink all that soda, okay, I was just making sure it still works. Yeah, uh-huh. you didn't drop it in the sink, did you? No, nah. <laughs> no. Nah, but this USB cable has like a. It's got like an exposed wire. I think sometimes if the uh, if the plug moves, it'll Zencaster hate freaks out. Maybe we should get you a new microphone. I just need a new cable, but I got That's, one laying around the house somewhere. Yeah, that should be easy. That's like USB C. Yeah. The printer cable. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Casino in Waukegan is interesting. Um, I mean, what's the demographic like? Waukegan. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean by that, right? Well, I mean, is it old people? No, not when we were there, but it was a Friday like night. Yeah. But yeah, there's the whole like no smoking thing, which is weird. 
Yeah, I feel like that's how you get people hooked on gambling. Right? Is you allow them, you allow them to smoke. And then here was the worst part. They had a lady come around, and Rihanna and I are sitting there playing, and this lady goes, cocktails? And so we're like, yeah, and we order a drink. And then she goes, twenty two fifty, and it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a lot of money to be made at non-Vegas casinos who do charge to people who think it's free. Well, like, that was the thing is, like, she literally, she was doing the same thing they do in Vegas where they just say cocktails, you know? Yeah. They make the rounds. So both of us thought, oh, comp drink. Yeah, let's get it. So, I mean, at least it was only about 10 bucks a drink or whatever. But then it's like she comes back with a Jack and Coke that I can only describe as um, Coke. <laughs> Yeah, that figures. Yeah, so I'm like, okay. <laughs> the The positive of the experience was we were up about 20 bucks when we walked out, so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know, can't complain too much in that situation. <laughs> I guess we were about even if you account for the cost of the drink. Yeah. Even up, either way, you know, hard to hard to walk away feeling sour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's like, I don't know. I think Rhianne and I, we like go check out casinos locally because they've been legal for, I don't know, about a decade here in Illinois. So more are opening up. And it's like, I think we both want Vegas, but that's just not what you get. Right. Yeah. Well... Vegas somehow like normalizes and kind of cleans up what gambling is. So it just, you know, the place, I don't know. Plus it's just people just have those places have so much more money to blow and like make things nice. There's just like a vibe to Vegas that isn't recreated in any of these individual casinos. Right. Yeah. Because I think part of the attraction of Vegas is like you don't sit in the same casino for three hours. You gamble a little bit and then you go somewhere else, you know? Well, also, I mean, there's a barrier of entry, you know, with a plane flight versus like driving 15 minutes down the road and going multiple times. I mean, I haven't been back to the first casino in Illinois, the Rivers. Because that one was just, like, small. Yeah. And I don't see myself going back to the temporary. Which literally is the name of the place. The Contemporary. No, the temporary. Oh, the temporary. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) that's a lot different. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So 
maybe if we do an another Great America meetup at some point, tack that on. Yeah. I like a good casino, man. You know? That was one of my favorite parts about doing that meetup, uh, the uh, Free RT meetup in Adventureland last year. Yeah. With the uh, in the loop crew. Was uh, there's a casino right next to Adventureland. And it's oh, a pretty good one, too. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Because I remember going there with Slater and Goliath, and we're all playing. Those guys had never been to a casino before. Really? Yeah. Huh. So we all played for like an hour, and uh, I don't think anybody won anything. I think I was down. Rianne was down. Maybe Goliath, I think, won something. But, like, you know, it was cool. I feel like casinos are kind of a logical jump from amusement parks, right? Yeah, I mean, they're both considered... um, I guess it's technically considered the amusement industry. Yeah, it's like experiential entertainment. Yeah. But I think, yeah, that's why like Vegas is awesome is because it's basically the strip is an amusement park. Right, right, yeah. Also, like, um, I don't know, I was just thinking like, like 90s Vegas when they were building all those theme parks and roller coasters. Right. I wonder if that concept actually failed or it was just overdone too quick. Because it seems like, I mean, you go to New York, New York, I mean, that roller coaster has a line sometimes. Well, I think also that it just makes a ton of money. Yeah. Just by virtue of being a roller coaster. Right. I mean, plus it's a Togo, which is, from what I understand, pretty cheap. Yeah, and, uh, I don't think it's going anywhere. Yeah. And I think um I was watching Expedition Theme Park did a video about the family friendly era of Vegas and his whole thesis essentially on the topic was that the family friendly era never really died, it just kind of evolved. Right, yeah. And he was kind of pointing to, like, Meow Wolf and stuff. Which is fair. Yeah. And, yo, they're going to be opening that uh, Halloween Horror Nights park out there. That's uh, it's going to be a year-round one? Yeah, it's going to be at the same entertainment district as... Uh, uh, Omega Mart. Okay. Area 15. It's like right off the strip. Like basically, um, a little bit north of Rio. 
but like on that side of 15. Okay. There's a huge complex they own, um, and only a tiny little portion of it is occupied currently by Area 15. Okay. So a huge portion of that lot's going to be taken up by Universal's park. Okay, sure. But yeah, the details I think so far is that it's going to be like a haunt attraction. So I'd imagine basically somewhere in the area of 7 to 10 mazes with the ability for any of them to be swapped out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean those full time. I mean those full time things seem to like attract a good crowd. Like, um, have, like have you ever done that one in? Well, I guess also because it's it's universal, that'd be pretty cool. But um, like, did you ever do that one in uh in Sandusky? No, that one is pretty good. I mean, for Sandusky. Yo, I'll be honest, Midwest people do not fuck around when it comes to haunts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Midwest definitely seems to be good at wooden coasters and Halloween haunts. Because, like, I definitely remember being, like, in the general area of, like, Rockford, but not in Rockford. Yeah. But just like in the type of area where there's like one road and then just corn. Mm-hmm. And then there's like an intersection and it's just those two roads. Yeah. <laughs> but it's corn everywhere else. And like seeing like a little like yard sign basically at that intersection that was like Michael's haunt two miles with an arrow. And it's like barn in the field. (laughs) And it's like, no fucking way. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, you look it up later and it's like, Oh yeah, that was voted the best haunt in the state. (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> yeah wasn't there something with a haunt somewhere I think it was Wisconsin or Illinois where like an employee got decapitated probably Jesus Christ whoa what the fuck just Villa Park are explosions you, are you getting shot at nah there's just this neighborhood has like the highest density of fireworks usage in Denver. So, and you guys are in drought right now. Actually, this is the wettest June on record ever. So, Oh, okay. So maybe they're just celebrating. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Woohoo. It's not a red (laughs) alert anymore. (laughs) Pew, pew. 
Yeah, no, put that Roman candle right on the grass. God damn it. My dogs are going to fucking hate this. So, maybe it's me, but I never really got the appeal of launching fireworks. Oh, it's so much fun. I love it. Well, you were like, um, I remember like being in high school and we'd go to this place called Uncle Sam's, which was off of, uh, I think it was off of 41. And it was a little warehouse in the middle of a cornfield. And it was one of those places you'd buy, like, like you'd buy, you know, something and then they would just give you a bunch of free shit on top of it. And everything was always buy one, get one free. Um, and like, we would just spend, it was like all of June. It was just like lighting shit up. It was great. I mean, I guess part of it is that f- fireworks were not ever legal here in Illinois. Yeah. I think maybe the best you could get was like bottle rockets or something. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, I think it kind of scared me. The whole idea of like having a hand blown off or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, fortunately that never happened. I mean, we were pretty stupid. What we would do is we would cut open fireworks and like try to combine fireworks. <laughs> and then And you never blew yourself up? No. Luckily. The worst thing that ever happened was I had someone launched a bottle rocket and it hit me like in the forehead. Um but it doesn't really do much. I mean, it was fine. <laughs> that reminds me of this one time. I was with our uh, our buddy, and he had an airsoft gun. And he was, like, f- refilling it or something. And it went off, and it shot me an inch under my eyeball. <laughs> Like, and it was like, you know, it's, I was sitting next to him. So, you know, whatever the very next thing to point blank range is. Yeah. So I had like this big scar under my eye for like a couple weeks. I mean, yeah, that could have gone way worse. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, thankfully, I didn't go blind or anything. Because that was literally like, if my head, if I would have nodded a little bit. (laughs) Right, yeah. I would probably still be pissed at him today. Yeah. shit i uh I'm just this is the first time sit, i've like really sat outside all summer um mosquitoes are bad 
which sucks because like normally there's no mosquitoes here but because of all the rain they're actually like actual mosquitoes which fucking sucks uh dude that's a bummer they're like always around here but that's because we always have insane humidity yeah have you tried shooting fireworks at them uh, I have not. I'll have to, I'll have to try that next. I'm just saying it might help you fit in. Yeah. <laughs> Cue that Family Guy cutaway where Peter is shooting at a fly with a shotgun. <laughs> I could try, like, moving the fire pit over here, making some smoke. Yeah, um, why don't you just take a can of off and uh, drop it in the fire? That works, too. <laughs> we used to, speaking of airsoft and fireworks and fires, like, we used to take a can of off and put it near a fire, and then you shoot it with an airsoft gun. So that way it, like... You know, ejects all the propellant and then it kind of blows up. <laughs> <laughs> or um, my classic camping trip, they make people s- scared standing 25 feet away from a fire is um, like if you're drinking a bottle of bullet, like bourbon or the whiskey, and you leave like maybe one or two shots in the bottom of the bottle. And then you put it in the into the fire. It like starts bubbling and boiling, and then it starts shooting like like <laughs> hot jets of flaming whiskey out the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that makes which sense. Is, <laughs> which is really funny if you have a crowd of people on mushrooms at 2 a.m. Suddenly, like, scared, backing away from a fire, standing, like, 50 feet away. You know, I think that's, uh... Isn't that a German drink? Fireball? (laughs) The fire (laughs) spawns. No, but I mean that that sounds like a prank gone wrong. Yeah. It doesn't explode. No, because glass doesn't do that. I remember my folks telling me a story about when they went camping. They made some giant shareable alcoholic beverage with uh, grain alcohol, as you do. And they served it with a big block of ice, apparently. And they tried to use that same block of ice to set the fire out. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) 
which of course meant that all the alcohol had to get burnt off of the ice <laughs> before that it could work. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And that's the way to see ice on fire, by the way. <laughs> Kind of the same property that uh, caught that river in Cleveland on fire. Oh, yeah. That's right. Classic. Yeah, you know. The environment. God yeah, damn. me too. I'm tired. Me too, man. Me it too. Was, um, it was Pride this weekend. So that was three days of activities. I bet. Just be safe. Yeah, it was pretty tame otherwise. We didn't really go out. Lots of police presence for the parade, which is good. Because you never know when someone wants to drive in. Ah, yeah. Yikes. I mean, I guess, yeah, be safe in that respect, too. Yeah. Well, so I'm I'm glad you had a good pride. Yeah, it was a good time. The um, surprisingly, like no hangover, but just very tired. I had like I don't know if it was like a near heat stroke, but we rode our bikes down to the parade yesterday, and it and then it got like 95 degrees. So just like day drinking plus like high activity in the heat doesn't really mix. Oh, yeah. Well, we yeah, I we just kind of drank this weekend. Wanted to go somewhere, but there's nowhere to go. So got some single malt whiskey. It nice. was good. But of course, I'm working mornings all week. So it's like, oh, great. Yeah. At least I work at a dispensary. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Jesus Christ. They're getting progressively louder. Yeah, I know. Do you have to go in before you get shot at? I mean, I think I'm okay. More Right now, it's really mosquitoes that are starting to get at me. I'm not wearing long sleeves. That's a first. Long sleeves? I thought you had flannel sewn onto your skin. <laughs> nah. 
I didn't wear a single flannel the whole weekend last weekend. Fair. I mean, it was summertime. It's summer, so yeah, flannel might be a little much. Might get it the flannel tattoo, though. You should. You should get flannel sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> That'd actually be kind of funny. It would be. Yo. Then you should get a mustache tattooed on your finger. Nah. <laughs> What happened to all those girls that had those? Have they all been laser removed from history? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, but get this. So a friend we were with on Pride um, was hammered and decided to get a scorpion tattoo on her boob. Like on impulse. So we're at a bar drinking and we're like, all right, we're going to go over here to get lunch. And they're like, okay, we're going to stay back for just another drink. And then we don't hear from them for like 45 minutes. And then suddenly she just sends us a picture of her, like on a tattoo table, getting her boob tattooed. And then just shows up like 45 minutes later. It's like, yeah, I got a, I got a tattoo. And we're all just like, what the fuck? Yo, fucking artists should not be tattooing drunk people. She also was wearing a nipple pasty on her eye because her eye was itching that day. <laughs> so she walks in drunk with a nipple pasty on her eye, like a pirate. Asking for a tattoo on her boob. Is this a white lady? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like some white girl shit. Yeah. Update of the day was that she did regret it. She did? She texted us this morning. She's like, looking up laser tattoo removal, LOL. Well, that's a good use of 80 bucks. <laughs> Wait, scratch that 280 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> laser removal costs more than twice the fucking cost of the tattoo. Mm hmm. Wait, you don't have any tattoos, do you, Ben? No. It might change. We'll see. Next time I'm in Vegas, I'm getting one. Because they have that place that'll do the $10 tattoos. Oh, yeah. Basically, they can modify them and make them bigger for an upcharge. Their only rule is it has to go between your shoulder and your wrist or your knee and your ankle. Okay. But yeah, they got a weed leaf one and I'm like, yep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's going to be my second tattoo.
and it's going to be well worth it. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. yeah. You want to wrap this up? Yeah, it's summer. It's usually like, it's like weird when you're in the theme park area during the summer. Cause it's like, it's, it's every, it's almost like everybody's busy with theme park stuff, but also nothing is really going on. Oh fuck. I forgot. Okay. So we got some shit for next episode. Just remind me, Ben, help me yeah. remember. We got a voicemail from Jared when him and Nick were in Europe. Oh, cool. Okay. We've got some would you rathers and some questions from our discord. And this is a reminder to you guys. If you want to ask us a question or submit a would you rather go on our discord, do it there. We're going to get all of those on the next episode. And, uh, the more the merrier when it comes to questions and would you rathers. And, uh, I don't know. Thanks to everyone who came out for the Six Flags Great America meetup. Oh, yeah. So, I guess with that said, um, yeah, you got anything else, Ben? No, I'm, uh, I'm pretty good. Just gonna enjoy this, uh, being under attack in the neighborhood. Yeah, try spitting some beer at him. <laughs> Hit him with the old spray spit, you know? Yeah. No. <laughs> all right, man. Well, um, thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, your, your favorite, favorite coaster, coaster sucks. sucks.